chapter six of a deal with the devil this librivox recording is in the public domain read by angelique g campbell january two thousand nineteen a deal with the devil by eden philpotts retreat i had it out with him after breakfast on the morning which followed my conversation with the bangley brown girls he took it better than i expected and seemed more amused than angry she is a fine woman and would be a satisfaction to me for quite six months then she paul i only realized last night that she was not growing younger whereas i am i realized it about two minutes after i'd proposed proposed oh grandpapa yes while the girls were in here bless you martha the girls began to interest me more than the mother now but she mrs bangley brown what did she say what do you think jumped at it was half in my lap before i'd finished you're quite right she's not the woman for me we'll up anchor before there's trouble and away i don't care how soon we go it was fully time apart from the monstrous step my grandfather had taken his own condition threw us more and more open to comment the servants noticed it and imagined the old man got the effect with hair dyes and cosmetics but as a matter of fact every change was in the ordinary or rather extraordinary course which nature now pursued with grandpapa he was on thorns to be off after his engagement became known there's no fool like an old fool he said i hope i shall outgrow this sort of weakness marriage indeed i rather think my time will be too fully occupied during the next few years to waste much of it on a wife so he resigned his membership of the fossils avoided mrs bangley brown as much as was possible under the circumstances and sent me out into the suburbs to find a new house i pointed out the needless expense of such a course i explained that furnished lodging would much better meet the case what was the good of taking another house which we should certainly have to vacate in a year i explained that three moves were generally held to be as bad as a fire and so forth in fact i used every argument i could think of but he was firm find a house and be smart he said this old hen-dragon's beginning to worry me to name the day we'll flit by night and when you do get diggings better keep the address extremely dark i don't want my approaching manhood to be spoilt by the shadow of mother bangley brown thus did he speak of a loving if ample woman to whom but a short fortnight before he had offered his heart and fortunes the Mrs. Bangley Brown cut me after the engagement was announced, and for my part, I was glad of it. It prevented the necessity for prevarication, or perhaps untruth, because I could not have told them that I was going to take Grandpapa away, though doubtless they would have helped me to do so very gladly. But for the time, I escaped such deliberate falsehood, although I already saw, with a horrified prophetic eye, the awful pitfalls which lay before me grandpapa was dragging me down with him my religion my morals my probity nothing would avail 
if i spent the next eight years with him it appeared certain that i should spend eternity with him also i felt myself gradually drifting away on to the broad downward road with grandpapa and yet i would not leave him i could not do so his horribly defenceless condition made me feel it must be simple cruelty to let him fight this awful battle alone and i will say for grandpapa that now and then he quieted down and picked his language and had beautiful thoughts about the solemnity of his position at such times he was goodness itself to me he thanked me for my attention for the courageous way in which i clung to him for my cool judgment and invaluable advice be sure martha that you will reap your reward some day he said such attachment and devotion to a suffering grandparent will not be forgotten i thought so too if ever a woman deserved some consideration hereafter i was she but as i have said i began to fear that blind support of grandpapa would only serve to place me in the long run under conditions of eternal discomfort with the poor old man himself of course he never talked about his own future and i felt under the circumstances that it would be bad taste for me to do so we went to chislehurst a pretty suburb in which i hoped that grandpapa would occupy himself with the beauties of nature and dig in the garden and plant seeds and watch them come up and be quiet and good but though he accompanied me willingly enough to the little red brick modern queen anne residence i found there he refused to dig in the garden or plant seeds or be quiet and good it was one of his bad days when i suggested horticultural operations seeds be shot he said i shall set about sowing my wild oats pretty soon that's the only gardening for me he had not threatened to paint the town red since we left it but now his constant allusion to wild oats caused me much uneasiness he was not interested in the works of nature but showed a craving to get into society nobody called however and i was glad enough that people did not come to see us the longer we were left alone the longer we should be able to stop there but grandpa was now reaching an age when no mere passing part of life's stage would suit him i must be up and doing he said to me satan finds some mischief still etc he added with an unpleasant laugh you know the rest i only wish you would try and occupy yourself in a profitable way dear grandpapa i said ignoring the illusion which to say the least was unhappy i'm going to he answered i've got eighteen months left before i'm fifty for that period of time we shall be able to stop here and i'm going to take up pursuits fit for my age i'm going to do a bit of good if i can it was an answer to my prayers no doubt but for all that i could scarcely believe my ears you are going to teach in the sunday school i cried with sudden conviction flinging myself on my knees beside my dear old hero get up he said and don't be an idiot 
I'm going to run for the local board. And if I get on, as I think I shall, I'll raise Cain in this place, where I'll asleep here. The Chislehurst air, which is bracing, had simply taken years off my grandfather's life, and I was conscious that he would make himself heard on the local board pretty loudly if they really elected him. This, I doubt it not, was what he meant by the peculiar idiom that he would raise Cain. The old man was always picking up new expressions now. His refined, old-world diction had almost entirely departed from his tongue. End chapter 6